everybody. It's Bevan. Welcome to Bevan, a femme over 40 and her friends podcast. I'm your host, Bevan. I've said my name three times. It's time to start the show. I'm so excited to have Ashley Manta back on the podcast. You can check out our previous conversation about imposter syndrome on episode 23. But I think especially if you are very curious about alternative modalities for depression treatment, you're going to love this episode. I feel like I learned so much about what psychedelics can do uh, for our brain and for our experience of the world and how it can kind of be our ally in healing. Um, I've done a lot of talking and, and thinking of plant medicine as our ally, but I also think there's a lot to the area of psychedelics. Frequently, this stuff is suppressed because we have uh, big pharma, right? We have industries that are entirely um, committed and wanting to profit off of you needing to take a daily pill right off of, and, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the pills that you're taking, right? I take allergy pills. I, people need the pills they need, right? But a whole industry that doesn't want you to know about all of the different modalities of treatment because they don't make that much money off of it, right? Like if you get a treatment that um, Ashley said that typically like you start your treatment in a cluster and then you get booster shots, basically, that's not um, something that makes a ton of money for big pharma. So they don't, they try to suppress that kind of stuff. So I'm here to help be a link to resources that might be helpful for you. Um, and I really hope you'll enjoy my conversation with Ashley and it'll broaden your mind a little bit about what's possible for you and how you can feel better in the world, right? Um, also, we talk about her sisterhood, activating your cosmic pussy. Um, I am just so proud of her. I love being friends with people who just keep getting better and keep growing and keep developing themselves because truly that work that she's doing, um, helping people sort of connect to their manifestation powers, their sex magic, um, a liberation in their body, healing from trauma, all of the things she helps folks do, I think is just so beautiful and liberating. And I really got a lot out of her course and I'm excited for you to hear about it. So without further ado, I want you to uh, join me and Ashley on the virtual couch. I said without further ado, I have more ado. Sorry. <laughs> I'm not sorry. Uh, first of all, I want you to hear the difference in my voice right now because I have a new microphone. Thank you so much to Dylan, who is a friend and who I interviewed on this podcast. I think it's like episode 50 or 51. Um, Dylan Hill uh, gifted me for the holiday season a brand new podcast microphone. I am so grateful. This has been on my Amazon wish list for over a year. So from last year, right? But I persist in putting it out there and enable myself to receive and then thus people can bless me. And I just want to say that as an encouragement to you out there to get your wish list out there. It doesn't have to be on Amazon, um, but like your wish list, people want to bless you, put your Venmo on things, put your Patreon on stuff. Um, I made a vow to myself when I started this podcast that I was going to be open to receive and I was going to mention my Patreon in every podcast. So the best way to support this podcast is my Patreon membership. Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com is a membership support site that allows creators like me to make content for folks like you that you find valuable. This is a free resource, right? My podcast is always going to be free, but there's tons of value in my Patreon membership. It starts at five bucks a month and it includes uh, Zoom aerobics classes. Fat Kid Dance Party is my aerobics class for anyone who feels left behind by mainstream fitness. If you've ever been called too much, too fat or felt too awkward to dance, mine is the supportive class for you. It's truly all levels. Um, and in my full membership, which is 25 bucks a month, it includes on-demand classes. So there's a 10-minute class, a 20-minute class, two 55-minute classes, a chair aerobics class, and a dedicated canna-sized class, which is slower, more repetitive choreography for use with an optional cannabis experience. Um, and all of that uh, is available through patreon.com slash fkdp. Thank you so much for considering supporting my Patreon the link is, of course, in the show notes, along with all the ways to connect with Ashley and a discount code for her uh, next cohort of activating your cosmic pussy. So now, without further ado, I want you to imagine that you're on the virtual porch with me and Ashley. We're on some cozy furniture. You've got your favorite childhood blanket snuggled up with you. And let's get on with the show. Ashley Nance, welcome back to the podcast. Hello, Bevan, my love. Oh, Ashley, it's so good to see your face. It's so good to get to spend time with you. Um, I am just thrilled to share you once again with the audience. Um, can we start by just your, your little spiel about what it means to be the canisexual? 
Absolutely we can. So I am a card carrying hedonist. I believe pleasure and decadence and joy are my mission in this world. And canisexual is really about finding ways of mindfully and deliberately combining sex and cannabis to deepen intimacy and enhance pleasure, whether you're solo or partnered. And it is really, for me, it is a lifestyle. It is just... It is choosing play, choosing ecstatic experiencing, choosing eroticism all the time, whenever it's appropriate to do so. Absolutely. And you came to your canisexual sort of identity and literal career from a place of actually needing to heal a lot about yourself, your body and your sexuality. Will you talk a little bit about that journey and how cannabis helped? For sure. So um, trigger warning, I am a survivor of sexual violence um, from childhood, from when I was 13 and a few times in my 20s. And so it left scars as it does. It, it has an impact. It, it really fundamentally changes your life experience in, in some pretty profound ways. And as we've learned, you know, in in the world of trauma, trauma lives in the body in ways that I don't think we understood 20, 30, 40 years ago. And so, you know, I've heard it said several times, the issues are in the tissues and, and it's really true. Like things get stuck. And so the way that showed up for me was having pain with penetration for most of my adult life. It was dissociating and not being in my body, especially whenever someone was pressing on my boundaries, like my brain would just go take a vacation and my body would just kind of be existing there. Um, I couldn't feel my feelings in any kind of meaningful way. I could talk about them. I could tell you about how I was feeling, but I, I was intellectualizing it rather than actually genuinely experiencing the emotions in my body. And so I thought, you know, I was gold star for therapy for so long. I was like, oh, I can tell you this is my trauma and these are my patterns and these are my blah, blah, blah. But I was never feeling it. So it wasn't transmuting. And so it was just stuck. I was stuck and heavy and sluggish and using my sexuality in really disempowered ways and just trying to people please with my body and not have any real advocacy for me or my needs or my fantasies or, or my boundaries. <laughs> I was like, what boundaries? And that all has really shifted since moving to California, getting access to medical cannabis, bringing in a couple of new therapeutic modalities that I've been trying um, from somatic experiencing to really help me be in my body again to ketamine treatments, uh, which I'm sure we'll get into later that I just did in Hawaii. And, and cannabis has been such an ally in my healing journey. When I am anxious and I have no appetite, it gives me some appetite so I can actually nourish my body. If I am shaky and jittery and disconnected, it can help kind of slow me down and get me present so that I can figure out what I need next. And in terms of sexuality, it helped with the pain with penetration, finding a THC infused oil to put on my vulva prior to sexy fun times allowed me to have penetrative sex without pain for the first time in my adulthood in, in my early thirties. And that was a game changer. And so really helping to flesh out my toolkit using cannabis, using different therapeutic modalities, really kind of getting in the driver's seat of my healing has been transformative. Everything is a team approach in life. Um, I really think that like we get in capitalism, we're taught like do a trick, get a treat, go to a job, spend an hour, get paid. Right. And we forget that actually we're creatures like species that are, I mean, literally we can't breathe without the trees. Right. Like, so we're so interconnected just like mushrooms, right? Like um, mushrooms, I think teach us a lot about life, like be connected to your pals, share resources, right. Share information. Um, and that's exactly what you do with the work you do. Like you didn't just like work on your healing and keep it to yourself. You worked on your healing and then you passionately created ways that you could help other people also heal and like understand how to use various things in concert together um, to, to help sort of level up who you can be in the world and how you can show up. Cause I'm sure you weren't like experiencing life with great joy when you were so locked up in your pain and dissociating from your incredible body, which is a pleasure portal. 
body is a pleasure portal and, and it feels good to be back in that space in a really intentional way. And it has been such a a privilege to be able to speak openly and publicly about my experiences and my healing journey and the things that turn me on and the things that make me come really hard. And, and it's neat to be someone who lives in a fat body, someone who's queer and someone who has, you know, trauma to be able to talk about this because I feel like it is relatable in a way that I wish I had somebody like me when I was going through the the really hard parts of this, where, you know, a lot of the people that I would see talking about it wouldn't be anything like me. It was either they were academics, um, which, you know, I have some academic background, but like that's, I don't live in the ivory tower or, you know, they would be very thin, traditionally attractive, able-bodied folks. And I just felt like, well, okay, well, sure they can heal, but like, how can I heal? How can I feel empowered in my body? And so I'm, I'm grateful to have that space to, to share with folks and connect in that way. Oh, absolutely. And I think something too, that I love about plant medicine is it connects you to the truth of yourself. And yes. when you're running away and dissociating from your trauma, not wanting most things that are like triggers are just coming up to be healed. Like they just want your attention and you to, to ride the pain. Cause pain, I teach this in aerobics a lot. Uh, but basically like big emotions only take 90 seconds to clear. If you just like sit with them and breathe yes. through them, right? Like just like a contraction and really you're birthing a new version of yourself. You're birthing the next level of you that isn't going to be triggered by this thing anymore. Cause you've seen it, you witnessed it, you recognize the pain. Um, cause pain's part of the process of life. I think it's so fascinating that like, I mean, I don't think, okay. So procreative sex is not something I've ever even had, right? Like I've never had a sexual experience where I could get pregnant. Um, but I find it fascinating that like you have this pleasure experience that could result in creating life, but then the process of bringing life into the world is actually really painful. But part of like that natural pain experience is the dopamine rush after like the oxytocin and all the stuff that naturally comes after the totally. birth it's for you and the baby. And it's like this way that it like kind of releases. And so that to me speaks so much to the natural occurrence of pain as a part of the process of life, um, where capitalism teaches you to numb out and disappear from the pain so that you can there be a good worker and just show up to work. Right. So, exactly. oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have earned our stripes feeling yeah. the pain going through it and being present with it. It's, it is transformative and, you know, I was reading Glennon Doyle's first book, Love Warrior, and she talks a lot about, you know, we're not just here to love, although we definitely are. We're also here to to feel pain and and to know that we can withstand it and survive it because we're strong. And it makes you appreciate the sweetness and the joy and, and the pleasure so much more. You know, I would rather deal with difficulty than be numb. Mm-hmm. and just flat all the time. So it, it is a gift and, and seeing it as something that is transformative and, and ultimately healing is a good thing. Yeah. And every painful thing I've gone through has taught me things. It's helped me grow and it's truly just deepened my capacity for joy and love. And absolutely. Right. And the more pleasure you can truly like allow the better, right? Like yes, better quality of life. And again, it's also capitalist to believe that like things have to be effort in order to be worthwhile. And, um, it's hard to receive. I know I've done so much work on how to receive and right. (laughs) Yep. Oh, receiving is challenging. It's so vulnerable to receive. It's much, you know, safer, emotionally safer to be the giver, Mm -hmm. to be the receiver, to surrender, to open to pleasure and joy and, and connection, it's edgy. It's fucking edgy, <laughs> but that's where the juice is. Yeah. I always like to say I'm a switch with a default to top simply because I don't trust you <laughs> right away. You know what I mean? Like right? I'm not, I'm not going to surrender and submit until I like have this epic level of trust. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, it's funny. Uh, okay. So Ashley, I want to talk about your ketamine treatments because you are fresh back from Hawaii. You made a big investment in your healing. Um, yeah. I want to hear why you were seeking those ketamine treatments specifically, what the process was like and what your experience is so far integrating uh, what you were able to do. And also what is ketamine? Yes. Okay. So um, what is ketamine? Ketamine is a 
anesthetic. It's been used in humans since the seventies. Some people are like ketamine, isn't that a horse tranquilizer? Well, yes, but also other things. Um, and so it can put you to sleep for sure. Um, it also in lower doses creates a dissociative effect from your body. So your, your brain and your body fully separate. And it, it is, it has psychedelic qualities different in my experience than mushrooms or LSD or DM the closest, I think approximation I would say would be, it's, it reminded me a little bit of DMT, but it's much longer. DMT is pretty quick. And why did I seek it? Because in addition to post-traumatic stress disorder, which is something that I had as a result of my traumas, I also have depression and anxiety. And the, my depression was not only kind of environmental, but also genetic. My grandmother had depression. All my aunts on my mom's side have depression. All my female cousins on my mom's side have depression. Like it, it goes through the women on that side of the family. And like, so one of my cousins committed suicide. One of them had to get electroconvulsive therapy. One, a couple others have dealt with suicidal ideation. So like, it's pretty severe depression on that side of the family. And I didn't escape it. So it has been a weighing on me my whole, I mean, pretty much from the time I was in middle school, but it's gotten certainly worse and COVID exacerbated the symptoms so much. I had brain fog. I was not focused. I couldn't motivate myself. Like I spent so many hours on the couch watching Netflix and I don't judge myself for that because whatever you had to do to get through COVID to survive was fine. But I was noticing that it was really impacting my relationships and my ability to find joy and play and just laugh. I just, I was either crying or I was numb pretty much most of the time. And, and that's probably surprising for a lot of people to hear. They'll be like, oh my God, you seem so happy, so confident, so blah, blah, blah. And in certain circumstances I am, you know, when I'm interacting with my cosmic pussy women, that is my joy. And, and I can tap into it then, but it was not something I could access really readily. And that coupled with my anxiety, which was causing panic attacks. It was kind of low level, just alarm constantly. Hypervigilance, always looking for threat, never feeling totally safe, not sleeping well. My appetite was all over. Like it was, it was really difficult. And I didn't want to go back on um, psych meds. I don't have any issues with them for, for most people. I think it can be incredibly helpful. I know I have found in myself it doesn't work well for me. I was on antidepressants for many years and my body just didn't work well with it. And so I was looking for something else. Therapy was helping a little bit, but it wasn't doing where it, what I needed it to. And a really good friend of mine mentioned that she had had ketamine treatments and said that it transformed everything and that she felt like she'd been reborn and that she really noticed a huge impact on her depression and anxiety. And I was like, oh, that sounds awesome. And then she's like, also though, it's kind of expensive. And I was like, fuck. So um, I called my dad and I said, Hey, you know what I've been dealing with? Like my depression was so bad that he actually flew out and stayed with me for a week last year. Cause I was like, I, I need you. I really, I need you to be here because I'm losing it. And he came and he was great and it was wonderful to have him, but then he had to go home and, and he lives across the country. So, you know, I don't get to see him that often. And so I called him up and I said, this is what I've found out. It's expensive. I'm interested in it. What do you think? And he's like, do it. I'll pay for it. I was like, seriously? I mean, he did some research and, and whatever, but he's like, yeah, do it. So it so happened that one of the women from my cosmic pussy group, who, you know, Michal, uh, lives in Hawaii, used to work at a ketamine clinic, is actually a licensed therapist and, and a trauma therapist. And she's like, yeah, I've seen ketamine work. It's really effective. It's actually a lot cheaper to do it here than Los Angeles, which it totally was. And she's like, why don't you just come out and stay with me? I have a spare bedroom and, and I live in, in Hawaii. <laughs> why don't you come out to Hawaii and do your treatments here? And I was like, seriously, <laughs> this is a trick question. Cause you, I mean, I know we did the course together. And so we really know each other, but we don't know each other that well. We've only met six months ago. <laughs> like we never met in person. And she was like, no, I, I feel really strongly that, that you should be here to do this. And I was like, you know what? Yes, please. Thank you. 
I'm going to trust that the universe is putting this in my path because it's what I need. And I booked my flights and I went to Hawaii for 11 days. I did four ketamine treatments. Each one lasts about an hour to 90 minutes. And sure enough, it was transformative. I had ego death. I very clearly found myself disconnected from my body and just being in soul form. And I was able to access so much self-forgiveness, self-compassion, just kindness. I was able to get in touch with, you know, little me who had been hurt and, and we connected and, and I felt her, her playfulness and her silliness and her sweetness. And I felt her kind of come back in to me in a really beautiful way. And, and I saw Betty in, in two of my journeys, she showed up and that was cool. Like Betty Dodson. My, for those Betty Dodson. Yes. I'm okay. sorry. Betty Dodson. <laughs> um, Betty Dodson, for those who know are not familiar is widely known as the mother of masturbation. And she created the body sex method and she has helped countless women and people with vulvas around the world to feel empowered in their bodies, to love their pussies, to really own their pleasure and, and feel comfortable with masturbation and, and finding access to orgasm. And she's just, she changed the world. Uh, and she departed the physical realm last year. So it felt beautiful to reconnect with her essence, um, in that space. And it's, it is not an exaggeration to say that I feel like a new person. I, have not been depressed. I have not been anxious since the treatment started. Now there are folks who need to get like, um, basically booster shots with the ketamine every, you know, few months or six months or once a year or whatever. And so I don't know how long, but it could last a very long time. You know, it it remains to be seen. I think the way that I did it in creating that 11 day window for myself of, I didn't see clients. I didn't do any work. I just, spent that time healing. And when I wasn't in the treatment sessions, I was going on hikes. I was going in the ocean. I was snorkeling. I was lying on the beach, feeling the sun connecting with, with the earth and the Island energy. And I feel like I set myself up for success in that way. And it's really, it's remarkable. I laugh now easier, more easily than I ever have. I I am more playful and silly. I, I am sleeping better at night. I just, it's incredible. It's (laughs) wow. I'm so thrilled that these results are happening for you. Um, this is really exciting to hear because I know so many people who have treatment resistant depression and anxiety, um, who need an alternative, like, and I feel like, I mean, in many ways, it's kind of how I use psilocybin. It's like, sometimes like, you know, of course I wanted, I love the party that comes along with plant medicine. Let's be honest. But, and I kind of hated microdosing because I could feel the party coming, but it never really arrived. And, but that's that's a good way to phrase it. (laughs) Right. And like, and so I'm like, I like to do these reset trips. And even if it's like, I don't really like want to like wild out. I know that it's good for me at least once a month to like hit the psilocybin to allow my brain to grow. Cause similar to you, I have an extensive family history on both sides of depression and, uh, and who knows what else, right? Um, Cause they didn't get diagnosed or tell anybody. They just got out of this existence. So, um, so weird. Um, I'm so glad that you chose to pursue healing and you chose to ask for help and receive. Um, Cause that's one of the big things that I've had to work on for years and years. It's like, it's like this one issue that kind of comes back around frequently is like, oh, you're going to need to ask for help. Oh, you're going to need to receive <laughs> right? You're going to, when someone says, I want to offer you this, I just say, receive, I'm going to receive this rather than like, try to be that independent, like a strong, good girl that is, can handle it all. Like there's nothing to prove again, ego death, right? Like you're, we're supposed to be interconnected souls, um, having this human experience together. So I am so excited to hear how great that was. So the process is you go to a clinic, um, you put on a blindfold, you, how do you take the ketamine and like, how do they like kind of nurture you in this experience? Absolutely. So the first thing that you do is you have an intake appointment with a psychiatrist. Like this is all done under medical 
supervision, which was something about it that appealed to me. I have never done ketamine recreationally. After this experience, I don't really have any interest in doing it recreationally. It doesn't feel like a particularly recreational substance to me. It's more of like, it is healing and, and I can't even, I know people have sex on ketamine. I can't imagine having sex on ketamine, certainly not the doses that I was on. Cause like, holy fuck but be that as it may. So I went to see a psychiatrist. He recommended the treatment. Um, and then I had the morning of the appointment. I went in every morning at like nine, you don't eat after nine o'clock the night before. So you fast for 12 hours. Um, you can drink water and you're encouraged to, but it can cause some like nausea and motion sickness for some folks. And I tend to be prone to that. So first thing that happens is the, um, EMT who is there administering the ketamine and, and monitoring my vitals throughout. He gave me anti-nausea medicine. Like as soon as I sit down, it's like, here you go, take that. Um, he took my vitals. Um, so blood pressure and pulse. And then I was introduced to the trip sitter. So there is a person who has been trained in just holding space for psychedelic journeys. She was not a therapist and was not doing therapy with me. She's just kind of there to be like, let's talk about what your intentions are. And like, you know, just remember to breathe and, and let it take you on the journey. Don't fight it. Don't try to direct the journey. Just, just allow surrender, receive. And so the, uh, ketamine is actually administered via an injection. So the first day I got it in my arm. And after that, he's like, I'm probably going to give it to you in your leg because for higher volumes, it's just your leg takes that better. And so the other three were right leg, left leg, right leg. <laughs> and it takes about five to seven minutes to, to kick in. So in that time, you know, make sure the blood pressure cuff is on, lie back in a recliner, put a pillow behind my head, put my eye mask on, put these noise canceling headphones on. And I had found a ketamine therapy journey playlist no words. That's, that's really key. You don't want, because you're so suggestible in that space that anything anyone says to you, you're just like, oh yeah, that's, that's totally a thing. So it's just good to have just music. And she was there, my, my trip sitter, when I put my blindfold down, but once I was in, there's no dialogue. Like you're, you're not having conversations. You're not really even moving. Cause you're not in your body anymore. You're, you're out way the fuck out there. So she actually leaves for a bulk of it and then comes in. So like when I come back in and I'm, I'm in my body again, when I open my eyes and just like, there she is. And the first thing, honestly, after the first day I was like, I have to go to the bathroom really bad. And she's like, okay, we can do that. No worries. So she standing up after doing ketamine, like it, you have like Bambi legs. <laughs> Wait, where are my feet? <laughs> like it's, which is why I can't imagine having sex on it. Cause you're just so kind of out of control of your body. It, it, at least that's how I felt. Um, but in a, in a safe way, just like your body is sort of secondary. You're, you're doing the work on a soul level. And so, you know, I compared it to being on the glass Wonka Vader and like crashing through the glass ceiling. That's kind of, you just like, shoot up like a rocket into outer space and all of a sudden you're having conversations with dead people and like watching the earth form from volcanoes and primordial ooze and at one point I was a seed and I could feel the sun like beating down on me and then I felt the seed crack open and I felt myself growing into a tree and then like looking down as a tree over the ocean and then I was a bird and then I was sea mist on the beak of a bird flying like it was fucking wild <laughs> what kind of bird were you a seagull a seagull interesting mm-hmm. Not like the annoying ones that steal your fries in Jersey, but like, like one of the kind of pretty like sandpipery ones. They got to eat too. They got to eat. I admire the persistence, but yeah, the fry stealing seagulls in Jersey are definitely a type of seagull. That's a very specific type. It was not that seagull. (laughs) You know, I miss the Jersey Shore most of all. So obsessed with New Jersey. Okay. Um, it's so funny. You live there and you're not thinking about it like that. And then you don't live there. And it's just such a like unique little place in the whole wide world. It is. Um, oh my God. Okay. So you, so you were the seagull, you were the sea mist, you were the, the whole experience. That's so cool. 
I was a volcano. I was the lava. That was the really intense part. That was the last ketamine journey. It was the highest dose that we did. And I was like, I am in the lava. I am burning. And at that moment, like it was very physically intense for a few, it's tough to tell time, but like seconds, maybe a minute where I was like, okay, I got to breathe. And there was a part of my brain that was like, am I going to have a panic attack? Am I going to die? Am I, you know, this might be the moment where I die. And then at, at the like moment that crystallized, I was like, you know what? No. First of all, if that's, what's going to happen, fucking bring it on. Because now I know that all that's waiting on the other side is peace, joy, and orgasms. So like, that's fine. And also what a fucking boss way to go. Like, oh, she died in Hawaii doing ketamine treatments. <laughs> like be talking about that for years. Yeah, absolutely. I would, I mean, I don't want you to die. I'm excited. I don't either. We all together. But yes. um, also what a way to go out. I feel like I don't fear death anymore. Like I'm like, it's it, like, life is hard. You know what I mean? Like it's the easy way out, frankly. But like, you know, I also think we're all here for a purpose and I want to have a good imprint on humanity. And yes, certainly you are having a good imprint on humanity just to even do this and then openly talk about it in such a like drug shamey world. Um, my experience with ketamine. So you told me you were doing this and I just kept remembering all my friends and their party drugs. Like when I was in law school, everyone, so much drug use in law school, by the way, I had been yeah. so sheltered. <laughs> it's so much of my life. I didn't do any drugs through college. And then here comes law school and everyone's doing every, everyone's dealing everything. There's just so much access. It's freaking wild. And I remember hearing stories of being in a club and people like grabbing the wall and like losing the wiggliness of their legs, like, cause they're on ketamine. And so I thought, Ooh, Ashley's going to go to Hawaii and do party drugs. Um, and it's, it's interesting that it's not a party. It's a meditation essentially. <laughs> it is a journey. It is a whole ass fucking Odyssean journey. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. And like, but also to great effect. Like, I, I think it's really fascinating how like psychedelics help us get out of the, first of all, our reality. Like, I feel like cannabis helps me just, I mean, even that cannabis is like kind of real mild psychedelic, but like, uh, it's, it really helps me just like exist in this wacky world because the matrix is a bummer and like there are a lot of people doing shitty stuff and it's hard to be in this world and so like having something that can kind of elevate the mood elevate the consciousness and like kind of take you out of all the things because we store so much in our body so like having ketamine treatments to like get you out of your body and and die the ego because it's oh we cling to our ego our ego this is something fun I learned recently that's really set me free is that our ego is a tool. Our ego is something that we were given by God to help us manifest our visions. Um, we need to use our ego as a tool. Frequently, I think we get caught up in having our ego be the thing that leads us. Um, and it's of course limiting, like the ego cares about what other people think the ego cares about like material success versus, um, spiritual nourishment and satisfaction. And, um, so it's interesting because your ego has, to, your ego is what is the human experience. Right. And like the spirit is our, where we come from, where we're going back to. And, uh, anyway, it's fascinating, uh, to, to allow that ego to, cause every time I run into hurt feelings or disappointment, the shoulds of life, it's because I'm caught in my ego and focusing on like current resources and current manifestations rather than focusing on the thing that I know is true for my spirit. Totally. Yeah. The ego is very prone to fear mm -hmm. and fear is the thing that gets in the way. And if we can just let that go and be in a loving, peaceful place, mm -hmm. everything gets easier. And, you know, I think the ego is part of the human experience, but the body is really the crux of the human experience in a lot of ways. And that was one of the, the messages I received was like, you know, your soul is going to experience all these incredible things after you leave this world. But a lot of incredible things can only be experienced through the body. The, the delight of biting into the most delicious morsel of food, the experience of seeing the sunset over the ocean of diving in the waves and seeing like, I saw sea turtles and all these beautiful fish that is a thing that you can't discern in the same way without a human body. And so it made me so much more grateful for my body. And, and I acknowledge that like, yeah, this is just a skin suit. This is, this is a rental and, and it will, I turn it in at the end, but 
while it's here, while it's mine, I want to take really good care of it. I want to, you know, do all the routine maintenance to make sure that it is running as well as it can so that it can take me around the world to see and do and experience more beauty and pleasure in my life. Yes, absolutely. This is also one of my biggest concerns about COVID, honestly, is like um, long COVID, people don't talk enough about it. You like 11% of the people with long COVID have been found to lose their taste and smell. What a nasty life. That's two of your five senses. Those are the, the unique things. It's on my gratitude list every day is my five senses. All the things that I get to experience is this meat sack with, right? So I, it's bananas to me that people are like out there super risking that. Um, <laughs> but you know, whatever, everyone's got to make their choices. Um, okay. So Ashley, Let's talk about activating your cosmic pussy. Um, I want to tell this a little bit from my point of view. So please Ashley, do. <laughs> Ashley and I have been friends since like about 2016. We went, we had a blind friend date where we just had been suggested by so many of our mutuals to like connect. And we finally did. You were living in San Diego at the time I was in LA. Um, and so getting to watch you, your career just like continue to accelerate has been so much fun. Um, and there was this, uh, moment where you were like, I'm going to go, uh, on this retreat, uh, with Betty Dodson. I'm going to get certified in her body sex modality. I was like, what's that? And you were talking about vulva gazing and I was like, vulva gazing. And like, you, <laughs> you taught me what that was and please tell us what vulva gazing is. And then I will continue my story of Ashley's career trajectory. Vulva gazing, um, if you've ever heard of eye gazing, where you look into another person's eyes and, and be very present with it, it is a very similar concept. You are looking into a portal to the universe and appreciating the vulva in front of you, not for the sexual pleasure that it's going to bring you or because of its functionality, but just as art, the vulva as art and beauty and grace and wonder. And it really an incredibly transformative experience to both be on the receiving end of having your vulva gazed at and to be the one who gets to gaze at vulvas. And in doing that, it helps you like shed some of the cultural baggage that we have around vulvas and that they have to look a certain way and taste a certain way and smell a certain way and have hair or not hair or lips should look whatever. And in, you get to let all of that go and just appreciate the, the textures and the shades and the folds and, and the complexity and depth of the vulva in a way that is just so powerful. And that is what I learned from Betty in her genital show and tell in body sex and what I have brought into cosmic pussy sisterhood. <laughs> okay. So I knew as soon as you got certified in this thing, you were talking about doing body sex workshops. This is before you created AYCP, which is the acronym for activate your cosmic pussy. Um, before you created that. And I was kind of, I like low key, you know, when your friend does a thing, you're like, yeah, I guess I'm probably going to do this vulva gazing thing with Ashley at some point. <laughs> <laughs> then what's interesting is I got all of these like nudges from different psychics telling me you need to do more tantra work and like i mean i have a fully tabbed copy of barbara corellis's urban tantra which i read like oh. years ago have been referencing for years and like but hadn't fully gotten into it um so i reread it tabbed it because there's so many activities and things and modalities and things to do oh yeah shout out to barbara corellis she's a fucking joy joy and delight in the world her work is amazing if you don't know her haven't read her book find her because she's fucking incredible please yeah. go on <laughs> okay so number one barbara corellis is all is like totally a queen and number two definitely read urban tantra but i will also suggest highly ecstasy is necessary ecstasy is necessary yes if you have and i would actually say start with ecstasy is necessary if you are in a journey where you need to like come back to your sexual self if you need to give yourself permission to fantasize or even consider your own pleasure that is where you want to start i like i think tantra was the goddess's way of being like activate your cosmic pussy bevan <laughs> you know what i mean like you have more power than you even know and like then you had offered for me to take your class and i was like you know what yes like i, I feel like all all of the green flags are going and i have a mars and capricorn and mars is your planet of action and sex and like 
Capricorn is the sign of like, get it done, get at the pinnacle, be the height of your career or whatever you're doing. And so like, I always want to be great at sex. I'll say this. I go into every sexual encounter intending to be in someone's top five or top three. Cause like I can be right. Like good sex is one third, uh, knowing what you're doing and technique, uh, one third communication, which is also something you can learn more about. And then one third chemistry, which you have no control over. And that's just up to the goddess. And like, I was like, well, I'm not having any sex during this time, but I can get better at sex. And I a hundred percent doing your class. First of all, like just as your friend, like watching your friend who you love so much be in her greatness and do her great thing. Like it's how I hope my friends see me in fat kid dance party aerobics, right? Like just like this thousand percent, right? Like this is your greatness. This is what you're here for. And, um, there was something I walked away from, from every session that you taught and I'm your friend. I get to get this for free all the time. Like, but like you taught this thing about like, I had never thought about it this way. Every shame you have is something that was taught to you by a system or people. And like the shame is not a natural state of being. It's a, a system of power and control. And like, I was like, wow. Oh my God. I never thought about it that way. Um, and like, and also like what I think is really sad about heterosexuality. Um, I mean, there's so many sad, sad things about heterosexuality, but one of the main, biggest sad points is that they really just teach you there's three sex acts. Like it's oral, um, on oral, right? Like, and then you have, uh, P and V sex, right? Uh, and then you have, uh, butt stuff, which like, they really don't want to talk about, but like actual sex. Like, it's so interesting. I think about this and I'm like, I haven't even done a couple of those main three, but I have had so much sex that if I didn't even have to, if I didn't have any reference books, I could do 50 sex acts from knowledge, you know, like easily. And like, then if I have an open book test, I have tabbed books, you know what I mean? I'm ready. Like (laughs) I can do thousands of things. And like, it's just, expand this is what I love about queerness is it's just expanding it's taking the lid off everything it's so everything is so possible right and like I think one of the best things you do in all of the classes you have like I also took your handy skills master class over the pandemic too because I was like why not leave pandemic as a hand a hand sex master um some people learned karate some people learned another language I learned hand sex um (laughs) noble pursuit I must say (laughs) yes from the master herself right like um she's (laughs) Ashley really is a master in hand sex it's Um, true (laughs) I don't just throw this shit around too like I am like brutally honest so when you get a compliment from me you know it's for real and um anyway so like activating your cosmic pussy I was like yes and like I feel like so many people who go through that, like who have like that limited paradigm, you don't have to have a limited paradigm going into it. But if you have a limited paradigm of like, oh, there's three things on the menu for sex, you're going to leave with the cheesecake factory menu. <laughs> That's true. Mm-hmm. That's- um, okay. So tell me uh, about like, give me that broad overview of what the course offers. Yeah, absolutely. So it is an online course and I'm doing that because while eventually I would like to have it in person, um, I've had women from all over the country join the course. I've had people on the East coast. I've had people in Hawaii, lots of people on the West coast. And so, especially during COVID, cause that was when I started it, it was nice to have something virtual. And, and now it's like as an entry point, because this is going to scale and grow into a lot of different things. Um, it's eight weeks. It's via Zoom. Uh, this January session, which starts right after New Year's, uh, is going to be on Thursdays from five to six thirty. And we get on. We have time to really drop in and connect with one another. And each week, and I, I do customize it somewhat based on who's in the group each time. Um, I have kind of core objectives that I want people to walk away from, but I also really want to deep dive into the areas that the people are the most interested in. So we cover plant medicine, we cover um, limiting beliefs and, and shame. We cover boundaries and communication. We cover vulva gazing and masturbation and, and learning how to really love your body and especially your pussy and sharing fantasies. We, we get into like the hot, dirty taboo, like whatever it is that you think is just too out there to share. It's like, let's fucking share that thing. 
and it's a sisterhood. It's, it's really become a beautiful collection um, of women who are committed to their growth, who are hungry for other women who are sex positive and, and cannabis and psychedelic positive and who they can really be themselves around and, and drop in with. And so many people felt, you know, came in and shared, I felt like a misfit. I don't know anyone who's like me. And now I know 20 people who are like me. And that's, that's a shift for people to feel that community. That's what it's about for me. And much in the way that Betty created body sex and everyone who's been through body sex feels an affinity for one another, because like, it takes a certain kind of person to take your clothes off and masturbate in front of strangers. And, and so to do that and and to create space for that has been such a powerful gift. And then once people are through the group, um, through the, the program, they continue to remain in a discord. Um, I created a discord so that you can talk during the, the intensive. And then afterward, you can connect with the other women who have also been through the intensive and we grow. And next year, now that I've had three groups go through and going into the fourth, I'm going to be having a 201. So for anyone who's already taken the, the activating your cosmic pussy, you know, basic intensive, it's going to be, let's deep dive. Let's really get into all the nitty gritty. Let's talk more about rituals. Let's talk more about um, different tools that you can use in, in the world of magic and divination and manifesting. And it's also going to give those women a chance to learn how to teach some of this themselves. Cause eventually I want other people to be able to teach activating your cosmic pussy groups and have those feed into the main group. And then I'll do master classes and I'll do more deep dives and that kind of stuff that's down the line as we scale and, and get bigger. But it's, I'm very sure everything in me tells me that this is my life's work. Absolutely. And I mean, you're made for it. I want to clarify, we did not masturbate in front of each other. We simply did vulva gazing on Zoom, which is still, I never thought I'd put my pussy on a Zoom. Um, and it's not recorded. I think that's an important is not That portion is not recorded. It's not recorded. So it's like something you do in the present moment with these sisters, right? And like, mm-hmm. and you're kind of bonded after looking at each other. I, and you know what? Here's fun, the funny thing is like, I remember the feeling, but I don't actually remember what anyone's genitals look like. <laughs> Weird, right? Right. But it's also <laughs> fascinating. Something we learned in the course too, is like um, Betty Dodson was a fine artist in addition to being like a masturbation maverick who didn't even get you. You mentioned she didn't even like level into what she was meant to do because she was in her forties, like 42. Yeah. And, um, it's, uh, it's nice to remember that you can peek on your last day. That's like seeing Betty from absolutely can and with her tits swinging out and just having the time of her life. Like nice, I, Betty. I love that you got to be there for that. I love everything about that. Actually. I um, feel so lucky actually. And the first group, um, the, the second two group, the second and the third groups didn't, but the first group did do an erotic recess. And I, sometimes I offer it. Sometimes I don't, I try to kind of gauge the, the sense that I get from the group. And the first group was just like, fuck yeah, let's do it. <laughs> so I, that will definitely be a part of the 201 where we'll do erotic recess. And it's, it's sort of an optional part of the, the intro. I love it. Intensive. I mean, Betty was so, so wild and also like her fine art. So she would go to a sex party and like, and I've been to many sex parties and she would like go, I never saw this. I wish I had been to one with Betty. I don't even know if I would have been brave enough to sit for it, but she would offer vulva portraits. So can you imagine being at a sex party and just hanging out with your genitals on display while Betty Dodson makes fine art of your unique vulva? Cause just like fingerprints, none of us have the same genitals and it True. makes sense, but it's not, I, it's not something that ever occurred to me until like a couple years ago, which is wild. Cause I've been in the body positive body liberation movement for 20 something years. Like, but our genitals are supposed to be different too. Just like I'd never even noticed this. And I've had sex with my fair share of people, but like, I'd never spent time to vulva gaze. You know what I mean? I was never like, let me just gaze, but it's such a fun erotic activity. You know what I mean? To, is. to treat our bodies as fine art, um, as I believe they're meant to be. Um, so Ashley, if folks out there want to join activate your cosmic pussy, how does this work? What's the deadline? And, um, I'm going to put the link in the show notes so people can look under this, but there's also a website, which is easy to remember. 
Absolutely. So the website is either mycosmicpussy.com or activatesexmagic.com, whichever one is easier for you to remember. They both work. Um, for the eight weeks, it is $9.99. And if you're like, bah, DM me, we can work something out. I have a couple of scholarship spots available. I, I have a couple people on payment plans. Like we'll figure it out. If you're really committed to it, we will find a way to make it work for you. Um, I'm also going to be offering a $200 discount to anyone who's listening to this podcast. Um, I'm going to send Bevan a link that it like, you don't even have to plug in a code. The, the link will already have the discount applied and you can use that. So you can do it for seven seventy seven, and it's great. It's you need to register soon by the 15th. I might push it to the 20th. If I had a couple of people sign up like two days after I officially closed, but I was just like, you know what, if you really want it and you just couldn't quite get there in time, like, I'm not going to stop you. I want the people that really want it. So, but preferably by the 15th, the earlier you register, the more likely you are to get a spot because I do cap it at 11. And so once I hit 11, I can't take any more. That's a great boundary. And also you intro the class as I'm Ashley and I'm your feelings lifeguard. And I'm here for you to have every feeling you need to have. I firmly believe the cohorts are exactly who's meant to be in them. Um, I also really love that proverb. If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. And I have leveled up so much in my life through coaching cohorts, through teamwork, through other people who are leveling up and being honest about where they're at and how they want to be. And, um, and if this, if you're listening to this in the future, like there will be another cohort that I think Ashley's, I mean, this is Ashley's life's work. So I think there's just going to continue to be a cohort. There will be more. Yeah. So you can always just slide into those DMS at canasexual on yes. Instagram. You can email Ashley, Ashley at ashleymanta.com. Um, make it easy. <laughs> right? like, so easy to find you. Um, and you. so you can be like, when's the next AYCP or just go to the book, to the, to the websites and find that, um, Ashley also offers, if you're not a vulva owner, um, Ashley offers very inclusive coaching that like is for anybody of any genitals or any gender experience with a lot of trauma informed care and a lot of gender openness. Absolutely. Um, the only people I don't work with are cis het men who are single. Wow. Women, trans, non-binary, any couple of any configuration. I just don't work with single cis het men. Um, and that's just my own preference, but otherwise bring it on. I love working with, with couples, especially, um, I love working with women identified folks and I don't do any work with trauma. I'm not a therapist, but I am trauma informed. So if you're working with a therapist, I can help you with the functionality and solutions oriented work around like how to have your partner be supportive of you and how to show up in really loving and compassionate ways. And, and I just, I love working with couples or I have my online courses, um, which are as Bevan took the handy skills masterclass and my dirty talk class. Those are at elevatedintimacy.com. My podcast is elevated intimacy. And I was lucky enough to have Bevan on some number of months ago. I think it was a lot of notes too. I'm also going to link to my first episode with Ashley, which you should uh, or actually my second episode with Ashley, the first one got um, copyright roboted, but uh, the second one is great. It's about busting up imposter syndrome. It's really good. Um, and I'll put a link to that. Um, Ashley, I treasure you. I'm so grateful for you in my life um, as my friend and uh, someone who is also just out there going the way and showing the way. And I'm so just grateful that you were here to share um, your experience and so excited. Oh, the places you'll go. Oh, the places will go. Bevan, I love you so much. I'm so grateful for you and our friendship for all the work you're doing with Fat Kid Dance Party and just like making body positivity a lifestyle, making loving yourself a lifestyle. It's such a beautiful thing to witness and you, you are a bright spot to every space you enter. So I'm grateful that you came into mine. Oh. Yay. I love you, Ashley. I love you, Bevan.